Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. Welcome aboard. We're settled in on a Thursday. Jim Costa, John Jansen, Heather Park, Greg, and Gov behind the glass. Crew is all here as we embark into what is... Arguably the slowest sports time of the year. Oh, it is. It is. There's not a lot going on. Uh, no wings last night. Pistons, uh, an extended all-star break, which nobody's crying about. The who? Uh, yeah, they'll start tonight. Uh, but I just heard in Falar's open there that Jake Rogers is going to learn a little Japanese. I saw that. So uh, do you know a foreign language? I know, like, words. I, I couldn't Okay, but, I couldn't but you're speak. not bilingual. No, no. Okay, not no. Even a little no. Bit. Heather, are you a... Hola. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got nothing. <laughs> Konnichiwa. I mean, I, let's see. You? <laughs> no. <laughs> I assumed you didn't. I'm no. Gonna, could you imagine John goes, actually, I am fluent in French. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, that would be that would be the, the, the former person that, that sat in that seat. He, <laughs> I would always get him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, no, but I. It, what's weird too is like I took Spanish in high school. I think everybody took like a language yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea um, what I learned. But my two oldest are in like AP Spanish, and they'll come home and they'll they'll be talking. I'm like, hey, cut that out. I don't know what you're talking about. So let's be plotting let's behind keep your it back. English. Yes, in front of dad. So yes, I wish I did. Me too. I took sign language in college. I could. Oh. I was like a, can I say, fluent signer, and I know nothing now. Really? Yeah. I only know one. <laughs> I'm sure I know which one it is. These <laughs> cameras on yet? Be careful. Yes. But yes, there are not many compelling sporting events. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I mean, right now. Some of the teams are back tonight, but we are in the post-football world. The pre-baseball world, at least in the summer, you got a baseball team going. I have often said this is an underrated one that you're not excited about. Slow, better than nothing. You're not slow stretch of sports. I will be watching, John. Do we need to do this again? No. I'm on the roller coaster, but I don't have a big smile. I'm not as excited as you. Okay. It's okay. Okay. But last night, you didn't really have much to pick from. And I am not ashamed to admit that in my household, we do watch some of the trashy reality TV that I have. Not quite caught up yet, but I am watching this Love is Blind phenomenon, John. It's compelling. Heather's in. Oh, I'm all in. I've been all in since season one. See, we didn't get really invested into the show until probably this season. John, it's the second most watched show on Netflix right now. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's in the second most on some streaming uh, uh, channel. It's a streaming giant. It's not like I said, like, uh, come on. 
You're not in, in any reality TV. You're not man enough to admit. Because I know a lot of guys do. Well, I only watch because my wife puts it on. I'm not ashamed to admit once that stuff started showing up on the TV. I ended up scooting up during certain scenes. Uh, like I, in This Love is Blind, this woman says she looks like Megan Fox. John, spoiler. She doesn't look like Megan Fox. The whole premise of the show, you can't see the other person. You date in pods. Yeah, they'll pull uh, my pods. wife has has let me know what this is, and every time <laughs> I walk in the room, and something like this is on, or it's um, what's the one where they marry people overseas? Ninety Day Fiance. Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> yeah. I that one's cringy. I, I instantly groan, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Are we watching this again? No, I don't. I do not. What about Married at First Sight, John? No, no, I don't want any of that ridiculousness. Just the on... good old Bachelor. How about that? Again. <laughs> Not uh, you don't have uh, any guilty pleasure. You want it? I have some guilty pleasures, but they're probably. <laughs> and in fact, I actually said this when we when we talked about having some guilty pleasures. Like, what is it that that I watch when no one else is watching, or if I have you know just the TV to myself, um, and I'm not watching football, I'm not watching a live sporting event. Um, have you ever heard the name? And and I think the only one. Greg may know the name. Gov, you know them. I think neither of you guys. You guys will both look at me and go, "Huh? Who?" Norm Abram doesn't ring a bell. No, nobody, nobody. Maybe once you explain it, I'll know. No, Gov, not even you. Oh no. <laughs> oh, how about uh, this old house, New Yankee Workshop? No. Crickets. 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 I have a drop. All right. There's there's my there's my guilty pleasure. Uh Norm Abram is one of the greatest craftsmen oh, of all okay. time. So he's like a carpenter. Yeah. And so you watch like woodworking. I, I've watched time. him since I was like four years old. That would be on, I'd be like, God, I want to be. I want to be Norm. I want to be Norm. And throughout the course of my life, but I've I've had different you know, iterate when I like when I first retired, I lived up in Petoskey, built the barn. I tried to build a workshop like Norm, and uh, you know, behind the scenes, all of those things. You you have no idea how many people are setting things up for him. I'm like, how does he go from one tool to the other and just build this magnificent bookcase in a matter of thirty minutes? <laughs> He's not still doing stuff, is he? Um, he is. I don't think he does anything live anymore. Well, I watch all the old oh, ones, okay. um, and you can find some different channels. And if not, obviously, you can get YouTube on, on your on your TV now. And he's like 74, 75 years old. I, do, I don't keep in touch, but I keep tabs on uh, on what he's doing. But, yeah, this old house. Now they have, like, there's a new version of this old house, which I think is garbage. It's a remake. They've, it's, it's, they're, they're trying to steal the, the name yeah, you have a pretty high standard for this stuff. See, I'll dumpster dive. I know what it is. I'm not telling you it's good TV that we watched last oh, no. night. It's it's incredibly oh. trashy. But that's what makes it so good. <laughs> oh, I just can't sit there and watch like these, especially the 90 Day Fiance. I'm like, it makes. All right, we do enough on a daily basis to make the greatest country in the world look a little bit trashy. And then when you go this 90-day fiancé and these people, I like the loopholes and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I just, you know, come on. Come, I, it just. That show has really a changed standard. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Have it, a standard. But the Love is Blind thing, Heather, you I are watching it. this. Oh, I watched the latest episode yesterday. What was what was the theme? Or I, I guess that there's the well, thing well, is that you can't to see anyone. So, so after they get proposed to in the pods. Oh, do they reveal? 
Then, then they, they get to each see each other. And now they're living in apartments in like the real world. Oh, oh, the real world. Yeah. Exactly. As close as they With can cameras, get. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Uh-huh. So what is the reaction when one sees somebody <laughs> that, that you've been talking to? Because I've That's had, the not payoff. Th- That's bigger than anything else in the show. This is something I'm sure that we've all had in our go- radio lives, right? We, I've done shows sometimes with people for like two years before I actually meet them in person. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you meet them in person. You're like, that's not what I thought you were right. like. You build up an image of who you think yeah. these people are, and then when you see them, they, I think a lot of these people on Love is Blind censor themselves, right? They don't want to do a, whoa, or like a, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> you try to read body language. But you do. <laughs> you yeah. can tell when oh, someone's you can. like, oh, no. Yeah. They get the ick. They do. <laughs> they get the ick. Absolutely do. Yeah. Well, wait a second oh, But here. it is, it's kind of a reflection of like modern dating. I don't, you, neither you met your significant other on a dating app. I did. You do get just an idea of what you think the person's going to look yeah. like, and then you go on a date, and maybe it's not what you thought. Like filters? Like, yeah. what, are we, Filt- what are we talking about? Filters, here? old pictures. <laughs> yeah. dating app did you Different use? angles. Tinder, right? Tinder, Bumble. I briefly was on Hinge before I met my wife. I was on all of them. I know, but which one did you meet your lovely bride on? Bumble. Bumble. Yeah. Is that the one where the woman has to ask you out first? Yeah, but the thing with that is... <laughs> I've never been on it. Yes. But-, <laughs> but the thing with that is a lot of women would just pass the buck... They just message you like a one word and then they pass it right back to you. That's the cat guy wearing pink. My wife, did she propose to you too? Oh, sorry. I will take no shame. No shame for Bumble. I had no idea. So there's each one kind of has a different clientele, if you will. <laughs> Tinder is probably the trashiest of the group, at least when I was in the circuit. We'll call it that. Bumble was a little elevated, John. Women, the circuit. I was working the tour. <laughs> exactly, making the rounds. Don't spit out your water. My gosh. What I was saying, though, is most women don't actually do it. They just shoot you the one word, and then it's right back to you anyway. So it circles the drain, and the What's guy the ends up word? initiating. Hey, some the hey. most boring stuff. Hey. Yeah, j- just yeah. just to volley it back. Sub. Yeah, sub. <laughs> now that's years ago. I don't know if that's still the dynamic on Bumble, but you could fill us in. No, I just I just I, I think there are men out there who watch these shows. Anybody use the classic how you do it? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> and we we say guilty pleasure. I don't I'm not ashamed to admit it. On a slow sports night, you oh, mix it in, you man. perk up, and you, you see. You can't, but, but but you, I mean, there's so many other options. Like, you could go with any version of NCIS. Like, there's oh, a bunch job. of those. I mean, go back to, like, okay, MacGyver has come out with a new one. Uh, you've got the, no. like, you got some either some classics or some new TV that you could go to, FBI. All right, there's there's a bunch of those. Law and Order, how many of those could you go to? John, there's also this this wave of game shows that we've been watching too. Maybe that's more your speed. Fox has this show, The Floor. Heather, do you know what this is? Never heard of like it. the floor is lava? No, oh. that was a different thing. <laughs> no, I've no. never heard of The Floor. <laughs> so they take a bunch of people who have a category that they are, quote, an expert in. Oh, okay. And everybody stands on their square. Mm-hmm. And you have to challenge other people to take territory. And you challenge them in their category, and then it plays on and on and on, and you build up a huge amount of territory. You have a target on your back, and then you try to knock out everybody. Who's the host? 
Oh, gosh. That's what I want to uh, know. I'm like, who, Rob, what's it? Rob Lowe. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He does a good job. So I didn't think I'd like it, but then I got into it because it's the, the dynamic. It's it's not sports, John, but yeah. you get a little competitive juice. And there's trivia. And it's trivia. And yeah. you think, okay, I know this. I like the trivia games. Yeah. So that's what I was into the other night. We caught up on the floor. Little Love is Blind. We didn't get all the way caught up, Heather. Oh, just wait. So we'll have to talk off air. I don't know if anybody oh, wants us to boy. break down. Whether oh. Jimmy got catfished, but two four eight. He also apparently catfished her. He said he looks like Christian McCaffrey. He does not look like. Christian no, he McCaffrey. doesn't. So they both catfished each other. Right, and the the one woman who there was what a love does triangle. Look like a love triangle. Oh boy. Yeah. The, and and none, none, all three didn't see each other. Correct. Oh, they will though. But they they will. They will. So that's what they're building to because he picked the woman who said she looked like Megan Fox, but the other woman. Is prettier. Looked more like Megan Fox than this more. other oh, really? woman. And her so reaction. after you make the the choice, do you have a chance to go back and say, "Wait a second, I made no. the wrong choice." Uh, I mean, they aren't technically married yet, right? But you get judged because you're supposed <laughs> to be on the show because you're not shallow. But then this guy is going to see her and go, and even she. Wait a second, I'm shallow enough. She's ugly. She's hot. I want the hot one, basically. But the hot one said, <laughs> "She goes, please he, send pick." When he sees this, he is going to choke on it. She was like so confident. She was like, "I." He is gonna need an EpiPen, is what she said. It was a little viral moment. I'm not sure if she said on it, but she she said said he's gonna choke. Yeah. When you see me, you're going to choke. You're gonna need an EpiPen. Oh. Anyway. Because you just turned this down. Yeah. We've got John's Honolulu Blueprint at 6:35. We're off to a hot start. We'll get to that bottom of the hour coming up next. Justin Fields weighing in on the Detroit Lions. <laughs> called him dirty. Called one lion in particular out. We'll play that next. It's 97-1. The fumble. You can't get over it. I can't. Hey, when it comes to an IRS collection or audit, You need a law firm that specializes in the resolution of all types of tax problems. And when dealing with the world's largest civil law enforcement agency, your case can take a lot of twists and turns. Your first call should be to an experienced law firm like Abraham and Rose. They're prepared to advocate on your behalf, no matter if it's civil or criminal or even the Michigan Department of Treasury. So whether you're personal income tax or business payroll taxes, you need a real team of local lawyers, not some tax organization with a random individual that you're never going to meet. Visit abrahamandrose.com today, or you can give them a call at 248-539-5040 so that you never personally have to deal with the IRS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Justin Fields was on the St. Brown Bros 
podcast he called the Lions Dirty, and he singled out one lion in particular. Before we get to that, some ticket text, 248-539-9797. We open the show with a little guilty pleasure. Not much going on in sports last night. Said I'm not ashamed to admit, trashy reality TV ends up on the TV. Ugh. And John, I'm not one of these guys who go, oh, it's because the wife put it on. I get into some of it. And I know you're judging me you know for what? that no, among no, no, other things, no, no, no. but you can't be surprised. Well, I'll judge you. I mean, I can judge on, you know, whether I want to do it verbally or just with my eyes. Since eyes. we are on Twitch now, you can actually see us on Twitch and you can watch my body language and the, the cringe that I have when when uh, uh, you bring up some of these things. But it's, hey, to each their own. Ticket texture. Yeah, John. This old house, I totally agree with you. You can watch someone with skill and how to do things productive. The Bachelor's dumb. It's fake. It's set up. It's stupid romance. What a waste of time. I agree. I agree. Man. You can, you can actually learn a skill. But the point that's of The so Bachelor is, is, is it's, that's not the point of the show. The show You're is. You're not watching for true exactly. romance. Exactly. I mean, it's just garbage. It is. It, but Thank it's, you. But Thank it's, you. It's, no it's, one's disputing it. No one's Sometimes disputing it. that's all you need to need on the background, though. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Texture says, Netflix, my wife and I, okay, mostly me, are hooked on Love on the Spectrum, Steve and Oh, Warren. that's a great show. I've watched Love that, too. Love on the Spectrum. What's the it's, premise? It's all um, people like a, with a, autism a, or Down syndrome, and oh, they're, they're dating. dating. And it's. Oh. I thought it was I love a little bit. Maybe I love a lot. That's Spectrum. Uh, no, no. It is no. not. Okay. Texture says, I met my girlfriend on Tinder five years ago. Ringing my safe for her right now as we go on year six. Neither of us had any business being on there, but we did, and here we are, Noah the Clem. Yay. Congratulations. You guys don't have the dating app experience. No. 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 We were just talking Neither about time. that, that I think I, it would be awful. I, w- I would not be very good I at it. I would be single for a long time. If that was the only way, probably forever, because I don't know that I would be able to. I'm much more, I like, unless it's my barber, I like having a conversation with people. I like having the, 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 you know, the opportunity to meet and develop a relationship versus doing it. Like when you are swiping left or right, it, at some point you, you, you send messages over the phone, right? Yes, John. Yeah. Yes, John. And I, I just, I have a hard time not putting my voice or what I would deem is your voice on an inflection on, on what you're typing. Well, yeah, because text can be interpreted different ways. But uh, yeah, I understand like, some of the newer apps, they do let you voice message in the app. So, you, John, you oh, can really? do it that way. Oh. I'm saying it's, yeah. it's, it's not a good know. way. It's maybe the best way that people made at this point. Not saying it's a good way. Anyway, we got know it's the best way, but oh, wait, wait, what's, what's, what's the better way to meet people? I don't know. Hey, I don't when know. You're go, go over outside. 30, yeah, go like outside. It's different when at you're at work or in your everyday life. Coworker, you, well, I mean, I'm. We, I, I don't have to worry about that now. No, but you said it works. So. Yeah, I mean, you. Could, I don't have any no. problem with people that date at work. No, that's like the worst way. Because then if it doesn't go right, then you're stuck well, then working with your ex, else. and then it's now just it's real awkward. reality TV. <sighs> Uh-huh. Now yes. That's awkward. The- I like the awkward in-person moments. Not the ones that happen on TV. The ones that happen on TV are like, ah, eh, yeah, whatever. Right, uh, my Ju- word. Justin Fields gave us some drama of our own. He called out the Detroit Lions and one in particular. John, you were shaking your head. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Alex Anzalone is your, every time I watch him play, he hustles. He makes a play. And he'll make it an aggressive play. Then he gets up and runs back to the huddle. He does it. There's nothing that happens after the whistle. There's nothing that happens outside of the realm or the rules of football. 
I'd have no issue owning the Lions as a dirty team if it was even a little bit true. This city embraced the bad boys. Yeah. The city wanted the hockey team to get more physical even when they were winning cups. Grit, kneecaps. This city would embrace it if they were dirty. I don't even think they're dirty, though. They don't commit a ton of penalties. They don't commit a ton of personal foul penalties or late hits. They get called for roughing the passer here or there like everybody does. Right. That's just that. that that's, I mean, that's, that, the way that's, the game's that's a, a rule that you can't avoid at some point breaking. It's just going to happen. Oh, I fell down on top of the quarterback. Oh, penalty on you. That's how that, you know, can 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 transpire. But in regards to I don't even I'm like, OK, we have some guys that talk trash. And cool. in, in, in this type of I'll, I'll use his, um, you know, chosen name by him. CD Deuce, um, that one, he he likes to talk some shit, but I don't even think he's a dirty player. We've seen other guys, you know, get called for you know excessive celebration or standing over a guy at the end of a play, but for bad hits or you know cheap shots, you don't see that for the Lions. I'm fine with that. And if it's just hey, if they're if everybody's mad because they're just too physical, good. Protect your kneecaps. Lions are coming for him. Here's Heather with the news. Look out, Macomb Township. Window smashers are on the loose. Police have just alerted or were alerted to uh, multiple incidents involving destroyed vehicles. And they did release some footage from one of these incidents where two males get out of a Ford F-150. They jump on the hoods of two vehicles and then they start to kick in the windshields. And then they jump back in the truck and they drive away. And the destruction has been going on for about the last two weeks and nobody yet has been caught. But they do have some footage of the vehicle, this this truck that four guys were in. So hopefully somebody will recognize the truck, knows who owns it, who might be up to no good in Macomb. Uh, James Crumbly was in court on Wednesday and he learned that his upcoming involuntary manslaughter trial will include at least one additional witness that wasn't at his wife's trial. And that witness is the original owner of the gun that his son used during the rampage. So the judge ruled that the prosecution could add this witness, given his knowledge of the condition of the lock that was on the gun when he sold it to the gun shop. The prosecution also wants to add two students who were shot at the school, but Crumbly's Crumbly's lawyer is obviously trying to fight them so that they are not involved in the trial at all. Um, The defense attorneys also have moved to block testimony about the sons, the shooters, text messages, those journal entries that were also um, a part, part of his wife's trial right. because the defense cannot cross-examine the teen. He is not going to take... He's already said he will not be taking the stand. So there's going to be another when is the trial? pre-trial hearing scheduled for next week. It starts in March. Okay. March 7th, yeah. I want to say. I don't have it written down, but okay. I'm pretty sure it's... Somewhere right around that. Oh, March 5th. Excuse me. Yes. A Metro Detroit man is dead after he sustained fatal injuries in a snowmobile crash in the UP on Monday. Michigan State Police with the Sault Ste. Marie Post said that they responded to the scene of the wreck on the evening of February 19th in Trout Township. The snowmobile driver involved in the crash was identified as a 72-year-old resident of Walled Lake. Mm. This is so sad. I've. This is one thing I've never gotten into the snowmobiling it oh, scares me i've, I've, I've gone it's snowmobiling so much fun but it can be very dangerous oh, sure just like anything else anything, with motorsports it can but they it scares me a little bit 
there is nothing like crossing a field of of fresh powder in a snowmobile or if you're on a groomed trail like right after the groomer goes through and it's about one or two in the morning and there it's just there's something very peaceful and unique about it I believe you. I'm, a lot of people do it. Are you Not like for afraid me. you'd hit like a like a tree you can't well, see? Well, it like did a happen stump? once to my husband. He's he hit a tree and went flying. Like he's oh, lucky sure. to be alive. I think yeah, so. It's, so he won't yeah. go on them now because he's scared of it. Not I mean not scared, but he's right. just like you know what? Not I'm done it. my time there. Yeah. I'm done. So I just don't get into it. But I've been on a snowmobile. It hurts my. It ends up hurting my hands from holding the. I'm like, the throttle? Yeah, and then I hold on so tight because I'm scared I'm going to fall off that my hands are like, when I get off, they're just stuck in like T-Rex hands. Well, have you like gone jet skiing? I mean, it... Yeah, same thing. You... Okay. It's got the I'm not a big fan of jet skis either. Really? I'm not a big fan of uh, water. Okay. What? I'm, frozen yeah. or? Yeah, I know. Frozen liquid? water is even worse than wow. liquid okay. water. Okay, then. Yes, yes. Weird fears, oh, yes. I'll um, take that Coke with no ice, please. <laughs> Get it away from me. <laughs> it's not that deep of a fear. Um, so after Travis Kelsey's beautiful rendition of Friends in Low Places at the Chiefs Victory Parade, oh, yeah. Garth Brooks wants Kelsey to sing at the grand opening of his Friends in Low Places bar and honky tonk in Nashville. So he was on his podcast and he said that he would even send a private plane oh. out to get Kelsey. He can bring his brother. He can bring up to nine friends. And if he does show up at the bar for the grand opening, Garth, Garth Brooks would Taylor also Swift to be there. She yeah, won't. Yeah, She's going to be in Singapore or somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Awful. But anyway, you know. Yeah, that'd so. be awesome. It's Heather with the news coming up next. John's Honolulu blueprint. His off-season agenda for the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. We want your reactions to it. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. John sets it up next. Ninety seven one. John gets to take a crack at it today. Lions offseason just getting started, and he's got the Honolulu blueprint. Take him through it. Yeah, Mike's got to be on, John. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's, it's still early. But, um, you know, when I was starting this, um, and I listened to what you had to say yesterday. If anybody wants to listen to that one, you can go back to the Odyssey app, hit the rewind feature. You can find it. Um, and I, I thought you did a tremendous job. Oh, wow. The benefit... And I think we learned this in the Super Bowl is that you should always go second. All right. And, and I'm not getting the ball third? No, because there will be no opportunity tomorrow uh, for you to respond. And it, not that you need to, but this today is going to be something that I think Brad Holmes is going to look at and be like, you know what? I, I'm, I like to listen. I'm going to have to listen to these guys more. Because I'm going to give Brad Holmes exactly what he craves. And that's more bites at the apple in the draft, but before we get to the draft, you're going to be talking about free agency. And what we learned yesterday is that one of the great fits for the Detroit Lions would be Chris Jones. All right, so how do you make Chris Jones fit in this salary cap? When you do that, if you're going to go for him, which I think it is an ideal opportunity to go get a player that is as dominant a defensive lineman as you're going to find in the game today, And he's going to be available because they're not going to franchise him. They're not going to give him the amount of money that he deserves. And the Detroit Lions have right now 55-ish, depending on where you look, million in cap space to create more cap space. And this is not a situation where you sign him and you can't sign other guys. 
you can maneuver and you can massage mm. the cap like you want. And so you go like you did yesterday and you say, hey, Mr. Goff, would you like some more money? And he'll probably say, sure. So you sign him to an extension, and I'm fine with giving him $50 million a year. You sign him for four, you extend him for four or three, whichever you want to do. But I like the four-year window for Jared Goff, four years, $200 million. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, same thing. And it's, it's going to be in that area of $25 million a year. But in doing so, especially for Jared Goff, when that happens, you will clear up more cap space and instead of 55 you're going to have somewhere near 75 and with some other massaging you could have as much as 80 million dollars worth of cap space chris jones is not going to take up all of that room chris jones is going to probably get a three-year contract in the area of 27 28 million dollars i'm willing to make a contract look like maybe it's going to be a little bit more than that but the functional measure of the contract will be three years, $28 million. You bring in Chris Jones. He does two things. He is not just a defensive tackle. He's also an edge rusher. So you don't need to go out and sign uh, in free agency another edge position because you can use him all over the defensive front. You can use Aleem McNeil at either defensive tackle spot, but you can also use Aiden Hutchinson at any spot along the front. Now all of a sudden Aaron Glenn should be licking his fingers and going, how am I going to serve up this tasty platter <laughs> to other defenses? And so now you've signed Goff, you've signed Amon Ross St. Brown, two extensions, you've signed Chris Jones. You've, uh, you know, you've addressed the defensive line. Now I want to address the offensive line, and here is what you do. Michael Onwenu, local kid, played at Michigan, good kid, but he has turned out to be a much better pro than anybody anticipated. Plus, he has played, other than the center position, at every single position on the offensive line. you got a guy that's coming in who can provide versatility. You put him at right tackle, and he'll probably take a four-year, somewhere around $16, 17000000 million Wait, right a year. Tackle. Right tackle. Glad you asked that question. So what do you do with the best tackle in football? And that would be Penny Sewell. You move him over to left tackle. What about Taylor Decker? I'm glad you asked the question. You bump him down to left guard. Now you have Frank Ragnow, and you go and you re-sign Graham Glasgow because he's going to be your right guard. You have not just made the best offensive line in the NFL as good you have now made it even better. And that is only through free agency. And that doesn't even take up all of your cap space. You're able to do that because of the restructuring mm -hmm. of Goff, extending him. You've got your, you know, your quarterback that you believe could take you the distance. Now you've addressed defensive line. You've addressed offensive line. Both of those things I think were on our list. And now that takes you to the draft. And in the draft... You're drafting number 29, and you can get some quality players. And I like the fact, and I had this um, before you even said it yesterday, but Zach Frazier, center guard out of West Virginia. He's a Mountaineer. He is, as you watch him play, now he's coming off an injury, and we know Brad Holmes loves guys coming off of injuries. But it, it's, it's not going to be one that's going to be detrimental to his, his career or his development. He'll be fine by the time training camp comes around. You trade back out of the first round. Somebody always wants 
to get back into the first round. You're at 29. There's not going to be much difference if you're going to go from 29 to somewhere in the early 30s. I'm not looking to go back into 40s, but I want to go somewhere 35, 36, 37. You can still get Zach Frazier. I think he will be available there. Save yourself a little capital. But then you increase your draft capital. What do you get for that? Well, you get the second because you give up the first, but Mm -hmm. you also are able to get a third out of this. An extra third. An extra third. So now you got three to play with. Oh, I'm glad you noticed that. Now you have Brad Holmes with three third-round picks. And those three third-round picks, and I'm not going to give you names currently, but I'm going to tell you positions that he will continue to address. Wide receiver, some depth at that position, and we know – Third, fourth round, he could find some some gems. Offensive line depth, mm-hmm. and in bringing in Zach Frazier, you're probably going to bump Graham Glasgow back to a reserve role. You've got Colby Sorsdahl, so you need one more young developmental guy. I'd love to get those third round guys in there. Yeah, wasn't see Jonah, what they wasn't can Jonah do. a third round? Jonah was yep. a third round guy, um, and then also defensive back. Uh, but you probably noticed that I missed. A second round pick. Yeah. That second round pick. In the third, I said wide receiver, offensive line, DB. Mm-hmm. In the second round, you've already addressed the offensive line. Now you're going to address the secondary. And I'll take some heat on this one because everybody thinks I like my Michigan guys. But you're later in the second round. I think he may be gone off the board, but I'll take Mike Seamer still. He's very versatile. A Brian Branch type of player. I think if he tests well at the combine, I don't think he's available at 61. But if he is, I think that is that guy that falls to to you and you say, you know what, thank you very much. We'll take this one. And now Aaron Glenn goes, not only do I have Chris Jones and Aiden Hutchinson up front, Lee McNeil, all of these guys are going to perform at Pro Bowl level, Pro Bowl caliber level players. Now I've got Jack Campbell, Alex Anzalone, I've got stud linebackers, Derek Barnes, and in the secondary, I've got guys that are continuing to develop, but I've got a sense, I've got a dog, I've got some dogs in the secondary. I've got guys that they're going to bring a little bit of attitude, all right? They're going to bring versatility. Brian Branch can play a number of positions. Mikey Samuels still can play a number of positions, and uh, Melifonu, a number of different positions, but they can all find ways to cover. They can all find ways to be utilized in the blitz game. I wrote down some notes. The first, what a Michigan homer. Yeah. The, the second one. Okay, where's the drop? Blow it out your ass. The second note I wrote, I like Michael Onwenu. I like him. Position versatility. Even if they don't do what you said, which yep. is shuffle the whole O-line, he could play guard, if not tackle. He played guard yes. two years ago. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I briefly circled him before doing my blueprint. Mikey Sainer still. Not an outside corner, Right. Yeah. This team needs an outside corner. You also didn't address outside corner in free agency. So how does that you can't ignore the position? No. But you have. There are there are some guys on the roster, current roster that you can re-sign. There are so guys Mosley back. Yeah, and, and there are also other individuals that you can sign in free agency that are not gonna be, but because you are going to be dominant at getting after the quarterback, you don't need the top cover corner in the NFL. What you need is somebody that can be really good 
from, I don't know, say 5 to 15 yards. You get some safety help over the top. You can be very creative because you're going to be able to, at times, drop 7, if not 8, into coverage because you you can get home with 3, definitely with 4. Especially if the 3 are Chris Jones, Aline McNeil, Aiden Hutchinson. Thank you. Ticket text. Why are you talking about an offensive lineman with the first pick? We badly need a corner one. Another text says, John, love your plan. Signing Chris Jones would put the Lions another step closer to the Super Bowl. Wow. Al in Macomb. More of your responses. 248-539-9797. John Jansen's Honolulu Blue Print. 97.1. When it comes to managing your finances, you need a bank that gets you and is genuinely interested in your success. That's why I bank with First Merchants Bank. Whether it's your business banking or day-to-day personal banking, First Merchants Bank is 100% interested in helping you prosper. First Merchants Bankers are attentive. They take the time to get to know you and me and work with us to build plans that fit our individual and personal situations. When you make the switch to First Merchants Bank, you're also going to get access to their highly rated mobile banking app with innovative personal finance tools, plus they're deeply connected to the community's needs because it's their community as well, and they volunteer and donate to local causes on a regular basis to ensure that we all continue to prosper together. This is the difference of 100% interest in you. For a better banking experience, visit firstmerchants.com. That's firstmerchants.com. First Merchants Bank, helping you prosper. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. couple responses on the ticket text. You can jump in this morning, 248-539-9797. Headliner in John's Honolulu Blueprint. Chris Jones. Yep. Why not? Go for it. Ticket texter says... That boy Jansen, Chris Jones, no need to stay with the receiver when the quarterback can't complete the pass. I'm tired of hearing about cornerback Mike driving to work. Yeah, you did put corner on the back burner, but yeah. to Mike's point, the quarterback doesn't get the time to deliver. Yeah, I mean, if you can rush three, all right, now do you, or, or four, let's just go with yeah. the standard rushing four. Um, now, all of a sudden, when you're dropping seven, one of the things that we heard throughout the playoffs was, you know, the fact that Kansas City could drop seven into coverage. Where does the quarterback have options to throw the ball. That was the thing about Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he can run, but all of a sudden, he doesn't have anywhere to go with the ball, and that was with Mark Andrews available in the playoffs. So it's – and here's the other thing about this plan. You can't address – and we've – you know, we knew this about our team, the the Lions, back when Brad Holmes first took over. The the, the roster was horrific. Mm -hmm. But you can't address everything to the level that you would like to – every single year. Now you can start plugging away, and with those three-thirds that I created by trading out of the first, you can address you know, some more, cu- some more help in the secondary. You can address wide receiver, some depth at that position. You can address depth as you start going down the draft, but it is a glaring mistake, or I don't, say, I don't want to say mistake. It's a glaring need that you need a cover corner, but if you don't have to cover as long... You can go with a lesser talent there if you're going to improve the talent up front. Texter says that was John Jansen's Honolulu Go Blueprint. Yeah, adding I mean, two Michigan Wolverines to the Lions. That's fine. People line. say whatever they want. It's it's um, when you have a national championship, you have a lot of good players on that team. Another one says going second doesn't always work out. Look what happened to Papa Doc against Eminem and Eight Mile. <laughs> Sorry, Clarence. <laughs> 
248-539-9797. All right, we got some football in the mix. The other storyline that that really I hate seeing is they're trying to college basketball, college football. What I mean by that is, John, we briefly touched on it yesterday. College football's 12-team playoff. Yeah. They're going to go five plus seven. There's some pros. There's some cons, whatever. But don't get used to a 12-team playoff because they're already discussing a 14-team playoff before we've even had year one of the 12-team playoff. John, how far are we from this being March Madness, where the regular season gets watered down? Like, right now, college basketball is going on. Right. Nobody's excited. Everybody says, give me to March. Who cares? I think playoff expansion in college football was needed. But you're threading a needle with it because adding a few more playoff teams gives you a better postseason. Adding too many playoff teams waters down and zaps the life out of so many of those big Saturdays from September to October to November. I got my line in the sand, and I, I thought 12 was walking right up to it. We haven't even seen 12, and we're hearing about commissioners. We're hearing about Notre Dame, who has to have their, you know, in everybody's business. Why are we doing this already? They're going to do what they did to college basketball to college football. The... I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, prescribe them some Ritalin. I mean, do they have ADD? Settle down. They cannot just stay with something. As soon as we had the 14 playoff, it was instantly, well, we need to expand. Well, they had a 10-year contract. Now, all of a sudden, we get to 10 years, and it's, oh, we've got to expand. We've got to go all the way from, from 4 to 12. Now, we haven't even seen the iteration that is 12. We don't know what it's like. What are the pros? What are the cons? And now, all of a sudden, we've got to go to 14. And I mentioned this yesterday in regards to the SEC and the Big Ten. Part of why they want to go to 14 is they're going to increase the number of automatic qualifiers. That is the power that the Big Ten and the SEC will be wielding in two years. And before we even get there, they're wielding it now. The fact that, oh, you know what? Hey, we're going to get an automatic bid because you know our, our conference champ is going to win and, and get one, but so does everybody else. We don't like that. We want to make sure that we have more automatic qualifiers in this, you know, in this version of the college football playoffs. So we want to make sure that we have our top four teams. That's what they're going to go to. Top four teams. So your eight at at a minimum will be SEC or Big Ten teams. And in some instances, we're going to get rematches of rematches you could play a team two or even three times we, we've almost had season. that in the current system and we've talked about that with michigan and ohio state and you're putting that on the table now not as a fluke one-off in a rare occasion but as a regular occurrence john you're gonna have teams fourth in their conference in and what that does is it takes so many of those saturdays i mean these teams only play three or four big games now you can you can lose three or four of the three or four big games, yep. beat up on the teams that can't hold up and get in as a nine and four team. We haven't made the postseason better. We've made the regular season worse. Yeah. And what makes it so much more frustrating is we haven't even given 12 a chance. To me, there were some downsides to 12, but if we're going to 14, we're going to be at 16, we're going to be at 24, we're going to take what is the greatest regular season in all the sports. And in trying to give them a good postseason, they're going to go too far. Yeah. Do you well, feel that way? Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. When you hear, "Well, we haven't got to twelve; it's going to be 14. What's your reaction? This is on the heels of the Big Ten commissioner Tony Petitti 
who is talking about wanting to have more, you know, consequential games in November. Mm-hmm. All right. So if that's the case, then you're going to see, you know, in obviously Michigan, Ohio State, last game of the year, that's going to remain the same, at least as of as of now or for the foreseeable future. But you're going to have Ohio State, USC, Ohio State, Oregon, Michigan, Oregon, Michigan, Washington. All of those matchups will be pushed to the end of the season because they want to make them more consequential. But in doing so, or if they go to 14 teams and they have four, you know, automatic qualifiers, it doesn't mean that they're not going to have five or even six of the 14. Now, all of a sudden, do those games, even though it'll be cool and they'll be big brands, yeah. But does it really matter if you lose to you know to Washington at that point? Because just like the Pac-12 had this year, and the Pac-12 will no longer be, but all of a sudden, Oregon and Washington they rematched for the championship game. And if Oregon had won, they would have been the team that was going to the college football playoffs. Michigan's final month of the season for the upcoming year, Oregon, Indiana, Northwestern, Ohio State. They might not need to win a single one of those games in a 14-team playoff. I think you're going to have to win. You're going to have to beat some good teams. I I know. My point is they beat Indiana and Northwestern, lose to Oregon, lose to Ohio State, lose to USC – Nine and three, fourteen team playoff. You yeah, didn't. You didn't have to beat the big teams to shoot, still get in. You, and, and, Twelve team playoff. And you, I know you, that's on the fringe with the twelve and the fourteen. But if we get keep going this way, it takes a lot of the juice out of marquee matchups, and that's been the pillar of college football. You know why? The part of the reason why they want to go to fourteen is not only the automatic qualifiers. If you make automatic qualifiers for the SEC and the Big Ten. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at it going, well, and, and, and the way it is right now, we mentioned this yesterday, Notre Dame has no shot at being a top four team. They have no shot at getting a bye because they can't win a conference tournament. Notre Dame is, and, and largely has been for a long time, absolutely, positively irrelevant. One of the biggest brands, now, now their brand, their logo, it's one of the greatest that you're going to find. The, the Golden Dome, the Golden Helmet, it's one of the most iconic you're going to find. But have you found it in the college football playoffs? Have you found it winning a national championship once in the last 36 years? No. They're... <laughs> <laughs> Two they eight. are irrelevant. Hard to argue it. And their place in all of this, I get so annoyed when the insistence of, oh, what about, no, join a conference. If you're going to sit there out in the wilderness, then you're going to get treated like someone who's out there in the wilderness. We could talk about Notre Dame, mix them into this conversation. We got two Grand Slam coming up at 725. It's Costa and Jansen with Heather. It's 97.1. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.